after 956 kilometres, eight stages, eight stage winners. That was Le Deuxième Tour de France Femme avec Zwift. What do we all do now? I'm Gary, and this is the Tour de France Femme supplement from the Cycling Legends podcast. Welcome everybody to the Tour de France fam supplement uh, from the Cycling Legends podcast powered by vivelavello.cc. Um, it is the afternoon of Tuesday the 1st of August, um, a mere barely 40 hours since the dust settled um, in Po um, after what I think has just been a, a, a splendid second edition of the Tour de France fam avec Zwift. Um, and over the next half hour or so I'm going to just give you my thoughts on the, on the race, a couple of things looking forward to next year, um, which I'm already looking forward to next year, we'll talk about that towards the end of the end of the show. Um, so yeah, what do we do now? Um, it's it's over, we've had a, a month in France, um, three weeks of the men's race, and then very much looking forward to um, the uh, the second Grand Depart um, of the summer in Clermont-Ferrand, um, which um, it just seems like five minutes ago. Uh, I think if you've been listening to our uh, our Tour de France Om uh, coverage, um, it, it seemed like um, the the three weeks lasted forever in, in a good way, um, and but it just seems like the last the last ten days or so have flown by um, in a a great race. Um, where to begin? Well, I guess on stage one. Um, we were chatting when I was chatting in, in the preview show. I reckon that the whole parkour um, for this year's race um, could have seen Lotta Capecchi winning um, all of or any of the first six stages, um, and that that theory of mine at least held sway for twenty four hours in the race. Um, and Capecchi won um, the opening stage um, from or out and back from Clermont Ferrand, um, attacking on the. Um, on the, the the main and, and the final climb of the day, about 10 kilometres out, um, and soloing to uh, victory ahead of her teammate, Lorena Weebus, um, 41 seconds um, adrift. Um, and, you know, spoilers everywhere today, you, you know what the result was. Um, but Capecchi then would go on to, you know, wear the yellow jersey. Um, was she defending it? Probably not. I think it's just that her style of racing, um, she was involved in everything. Um, from start to finish, um, and just as um, I think over the last the last week has emerged of a, as a rider that you would, you know, we, we don't want to look at women's cycling in the through the lens of men's cycling, but she is a you know a, a Wout van Aert um, type rider who can do pretty much anything, um, and as the as the, the stages went on, I was kind of thinking, what what could she do from a GC perspective? Just brilliant to watch. Um, and SD Works, as we would have expected, laid down the marker very early on that they were there, um, there to race and there to win. And it didn't have it all their own way, um, as we shall, we will discuss. Um, stage two, um, Liana Lippert um, winning the stage um, from Clermont Ferrand to Moriac. Um, another one of these um, flat stages, which flat and inverted commas, 151 kilometre stage, um, rolling all day, um, and Lippert won. 
what was actually our first um inter- our first major one since um I think the Cadell Evans Road Race in twenty twenty. That's just mad to think. Um a perennial German national champion, um Leonard Lippert movie star. Um and you know, getting probably you know, what was her her biggest win? Um and that was saying, okay, the, you know, we're laying our cards down. Um they're here to race as well. Um it was um Lota Kapeki who came in hot on her wheels. Um, on that stage, um, stage three, we got um, breakaways starting to um, come to the fore, um, and you know, a couple of days of nervy racing, there's always a breakaway, um, in these stages, nothing really sticking. Stage three, we saw a cracking breakaway from EF Education's uh, Catherine Hamas, um, who effectively attacked shortly after the the flag, um, and it was another, it would be sixty kilometers into the race before. Um, she would be caught by the peloton, uh, and from that capture, um, it was Phoenix de Koinix, Julie van der Welder, um, with some 55k to go, who jumped um, and made her, her break for glory, um, and um, she was agonisingly close to the win as, as the as the peloton got organised. Like, okay, maybe we need to do some controlling here, um, and eventually caught her inside 200 metres to go, um, and it was Lorena Weebus. Um, who won the sprint for for SD Works, um, as you would um, probably expect, um, and actually in doing so became um, the winningest um, rider in, um, participate in the Tour de France Fam, having won two stages uh, last year. Um, so we're, we're going to see loads of records like this being stacked up um, as the race progresses in the coming years. Um, but at the moment, Lorena Weebus um, won three wins um, ahead of Mariana Voss and Annaviek van Vluten, um, who have two each. There you go, facts from the from the supplement. What, what can I say? Um, the following day, stage four um, was the the longest the longest stage in the race, um, 177 kilometers from Cahors to Rodez. Um, again, another rolling stage, um, and another day. Um, for a breakaway, in this case Yara Castellane um, of Phoenix de Koinic, um, finishing the job that our team started the day before with a 19km um, breakaway, her first pro win, I'm going to say, I've got question markings, I think it is her first pro win, um, and you know, a hugely popular um, win as well, we've seen, we've seen Yara Castellane you know, active all season, um, and it's great to see a rider um, step, you know, make, make that step um, to the um, a major, major win like that. Um, and she was just, you know, her, she was delighted. Her team were delighted. Um, and it's just great to see um, Ryder going for it and and wasn't, you know, there, there wasn't the inevitability um, of her being caught. Um, this was a stage where um, SD Works' tactics were were, were questioned um, by, um, we, saw, we saw the yellow jersey chasing um, the, the breakaway group at one point and then the chasing pack being driven by Demi Vollering um, so there were a few um, questions around uh, what on earth they were playing at um, and you know, with the benefit of hindsight um, it's probably you know, it's glib and very easy to say that well actually whatever they were playing it seemed to work in the, in the longer game um, and that's that seemed to be um, the way things uh, worked over the the remaining stages of the race, um, stage five we had another breakaway, we had a solo win, um, and g- great to see Rebecca Bowenfine, um, of Canyon Sram taking her her first major win, um, and basically you know, wasn't sure if they were they were going to going to make it, was it worth a punt, and thirty six k to go, they decided yeah they're going to go for it, um, as Yara said that. Uh, 
Magnus Black said in the car, just said, yeah, try it and see. Um, and I just love that kind of approach. Yeah, let's, let's, why be afraid of failure? Let's, let's, let's go race. Um, you know, don't, don't be afraid of, don't be afraid of failure. We, we, we say we're not afraid of failure, we're afraid of being more successful than we could ever imagine. Um, and Jet was just a, a huge, um, win for, for her, a great win for Canyon Sram, who I've said before, um, they just, they're a brilliant team and one of the, you know, the longest serve women's teams um, in the in the peloton and they just seem to be on the cusp of something pretty huge um, and that was pretty huge um, for uh, Rebecca uh, la- last week um, and it was a joy to see and by this point in the race um, you know, they were having a good race and they were going to have um, a very good race indeed. Stage 6, um, Emma Norsgaard started the stage uh, from Albi to Bognac, um, saying, you know, could, could somebody please let me let me get away? Um, and actually that was kind of how it, how it emerged as the race went on. Um, she found herself in a, a break with um, Agnieszka skalniak um and with uh, Sandra Alonso of uh, Seratis at WNT um, and she clipped off that group um, with about from uh, with uh, her and uh, Alonso um, were looking good for a, a two-up sprint, and she she broke away um, to to take her uh, you know, stage win for and and movie star second um, of the race, um, and again just one of those you know a, a popular rider um, doing well, which is which is always good to see, um, of course. What I had, uh, I failed to mention earlier on stage five was the uh, the controversy surrounding um, SD Works um, and the um, Debbie Volling started stage six um, twenty seconds further down in GC than she she had uh, ended the previous day because um, having uh, suffered from a mechanical um, on stage five, um, which inexplicably they rep- had a wheel change despite the fact that she had been set up to. Yeah, effectively for a bike change, you know the the bottles were off, the sticker was off the head tube, the the, the head unit was off, and they, they opted to um, do a rear wheel change, um, which you know is is no longer the work of a moment. Um, and she, she was paced back to the uh, to the peloton by um, the car driven by uh, DS Danny Stam. Um, they were a judge to have uh, somewhat bent the rules on what uh, you know what. Uh, Fair protocol was, and actually some fairly hairy driving. As Stam was a, uh, um, you know, two wheels off the road kind of stuff, bringing his rider back up to the, to the, uh, to the peloton, um, which also added to the question: why, why didn't somebody drop back to help her? Although it was sufficiently early in the stage that it, in the wider scheme of things, it probably didn't have a big effect. And yet, when the um, when uh, uh, Volering was penalised, um, Stam was somewhat vociferous in his complaining about the commissaires. Um, which uh, saw him have his accreditation removed uh, and booted off the race. Um, as my grandmother would have said, that'll learn you. Um, stage, so, stage six, Emma Nor- Norgan won that. Um, stage seven was the Queen stage, the 89.8 kilometre um, r- run from uh, Lannemazan to the Col de Tourmalet via the Col de Span. And this is where we expected the race to kick off. Uh, big time. This is where we saw um, Vollering was some twelve seconds down um, on uh, Annemiek van Vleuten, having been eight seconds ahead of her, and then got penalised. Um, so GC was kind of static at this stage, um, and we kind of thought 
that it was going to kick off um, on the coldest span. And it did, but not quite as we expected it. I think we were waiting on... I, I tweeted during the race that you know, I was mumping that uh, has Annemiek van Vluten become a bit of a one-trick pony and that we're all expecting you know, the long-range attack. Um, and whilst you know, movies that... She, she basically burnt off her movie star teammates on the climb, the Gold of Span, um, and yet, you know, SD Works um, and, and the rest of the peloton, Cassian Evia Doma, um, Canyon Sram, um, just sitting tight in her wheel or um, actually threatened to drop her at times. Um, and it, it came to um, almost track stands between Vollering and, uh, and Van Vluten. Um, over the top of the span and I don't the descent as well as Cassianivia Doma nipped away um, and was looking pretty good for um, what would have been a, just a brilliant one um, you know at one point having the, I think she had about a minute on the on the two as they were actually you know Vollering and, and Van Vluten actually you know, pulled on the brakes against each other um, before you know on the descent towards the, the foot of the tourmalade um, and I think a lot of people I was one was properly willing uh, Cassia onto a, a stage win um, because she just she just looked absolutely brilliant um, on the break she looked you know, just determined and really just like the bike racer we know she is um, and she would say after the after the race that she, she'd been working on her climbing um, and that really really showed um, Vollering then attacked um, uh, Van Vluten on the, on the climb um, and gave chase um, and it, it was I guess there was a degree of inevitability um, that uh, Vollering was going to going to catch her um, catch Cassianivia Doma um, and that was that was exactly what happened um, she finished the um, having overhauled Nivia Doma um, on the on the uh, on the climb, she then went on to win by a minute and fifty eight from Nivia Doma, who finished second. Uh, Van Vluten was third, two thirty four um, behind. Um, actually, we would pass you. Gave a great race as well, and was I think I've really admired actually Moon Passio this year um, from AG Insurance Sudal Quickstep. Um, she, she would actually had planned to be retiring this year, um, and to, um, until getting that that new contract, um, and just you know, um, is a a, a, patr- a patron patroness, um, of the pilot. I just just is a leader on the road, um, and really really, um, admired her, and also for the performances she she put in during the week. And um, Juliette Labus, um, on that stage as well. I think she is worthy of a mention. Who was just finished just behind Ashley. Um, on that stage, um, and looked re- you know, really impressive. Um, the team DSM Firmenich French rider, um, and that was you know that was the Queen stage, and it was just it was incredible to watch. It was misty at the top of the tourmalade. It had everything that you you expect from one of these, um, you know, iconic Pyrenean climbs. Um, we had missed. We saw, I mean. Vollering uh, when she came over the line was just as she is wont to do. She she, she rides. I think she rides with her heart, you know, and, and tries to overcome that a lot. And certainly did that uh, on the on the the climb to the Tourmalade. She, you know, dispensed with the uh, the mind games from Annemiek van Vluten and just raced. Um, but you know, she, she collapsed at the end. Um, Cassia Nivia Doma came over came across the lane and she just 
she looked like everybody that came across that line um, on on Saturday kind of looked like they'd looked into the abyss. You know, if if that doesn't sound too dramatic, um, and as a you know as an old man and a dad, you kind of wanted to put a towel around them and say, "Who did this to you?" Um, it was pure emotion at the top of that climb. I I, I don't know what it was. Um, it was just such a big climb, um, such an important stage in the race, such an important race. Um, and seeing the riders come across and some of the images that came out over the over the weekend from the, the, the top of the tour were absolutely brilliant. And I think in years to come we will look back at them, um, and we will look at them in the, the same way that we do with the uh, the Pulidor uh, on the Puy de Dome and, and images like that. Um, and it, you know it was it's a privilege to watch racing like that. Um, you know, lump in the throat moment for me was actually was Demi Volling running kind of limping back down the, the hill to, to see Lota Capecchi coming across um, the line and giving her a hug and Capecchi was just incredible on that stage and again you start to think what could she do in a GC setting um, she was she was imperious she just and wore the you know, did the yellow jersey proud for the the uh, the six the six stages that, that, that she wore it in stage seven then was the the time trial um from pole to pole um with a, with a lump in the middle in the middle rather um and it's you know we was there much riding on it yeah there was I mean I guess it was important that uh, that uh, Demi Volling just made sure um of of her victory um but it would be her teammate Marlon Royser who who won that the stage um making it the uh, the fourth stage win for for SD Works. Um, of the race um, Volering herself finished 10 seconds back Lotta Kepeke finished 38 seconds back a 1-2-3 um, for, for SD Works um, and what can you say um, there's a was there a gulf on the road there wasn't a gulf on the road we saw other teams winning we saw you know Movistar getting two wins um, Phoenix and the Coin getting their win Canyon Tram winning um, so Others got a slice of the pie, but SD Watch were just head and shoulders above other teams. And we'll, we'll talk, I'll talk about that um, in a little bit. However, um, as the GC um, panned out after the time trial, Demi Volering, SD Works winning the race. Um, Lotha Kapeki, three minutes and three back in second place. A 1 2 on the podium for SD Works. Um, and Cassia Nivia Doma, Queen of the Mountains, um, and in third place on the same time as, as Lotha Kapeki. Um and her her uh, podium position was um was uh, was you know possibly in the balance um um Annemiek van Vluten um started the stage in third place with, with Nivia Doma second and it was not inconceivable that Nivia Doma could lose out particularly if Lotta Kapeki would put in a great time trial which she did um but I was delighted to see her in the final the, the final podium. Um, Annemiek van Vluten finished um, in fourth place, uh, 3.59 behind the leader, and it was Juliet Labus, um, who I mentioned earlier, Team DSM, who was fifth um, on GC. Um, and a, a great result, a good result for DSM. Um, I'd like to see a good result for French riders as well. Um, so that's, you know, that's the, the cold, um, you know, the numbers version of uh, of the race. Um, join me in a second, and I'll talk about We'll talk about about, uh, about teams, about tactics, um, and also look forward to 2024. So this is the Tour de France 
Spam avec Zwift supplement. That really trips off your tongue, doesn't it? Um, from the Cycling Legends podcast, powered by vivlavello.cc. We've been talking about the numbers and the riders and the and the stats of the um, of the race. Um, what are the, what are the standouts for me? Um, I think we spent a lot of time talking about ST Watch tactics. Uh, as I said earlier, we were um, stage four to, to Rodez. Um, it was question what were they doing? Um, we had the yellow jersey chasing down the break. We then had um, the, the yellow jersey in waiting. Um, Demi Volling leading the chase back. Um, there was a bit of, was it mind games? Was it a bit of whinging? You know, nobody would work with us. Yeah, well, that kind of comes with the territory. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, people were not unreasonably saying, what on earth is going on at SD Works? Um, stage 5, so we kind of had the 48 hours, didn't we, where it unravelled a little bit for them. Not in terms of results, not in terms of performance, but, you know, winning... <laughs> Winning the, winning the war but losing the battles, and certainly the, the, the PR battles. Um, you know, a lot of people say, oh, ST works are difficult to like. I don't know if they are or not. I think, I, I don't find, I don't find any of the women's teams unlikable to be honest. Um, SD works certainly had a bit of a PR disaster when uh, Danny Stam was, um, was first penalised and, and then complained about it and was then booted off the race. Way to go. Um, double down on yourself. Uh, when the the commissaires are um, shining their, the spotlight on you, um, yeah, don't don't make things work by worse by questioning their their competence and uh, whether they actually speak English, which I was quite ironic and a little bit xenophobic from a Dutchman. Um, so yeah, it was a, a bit of heat, and you know that whole stage five um, where um, you know they, they had the, the, the wheel change and the, just. It, it was just a bit shambolic and a bit a bit questionable. However, um, can we just, you know, is it just that SD Watch called it right? Um, he led the race from start to finish, um, one way or another, but through uh, Lotte Capecchi um, and ultimately Demi Volling, uh, taking the yellow jersey on stage seven. Um, they never looked like they were actively defending the, the yellow jersey. They were just always there or thereabouts. Capecchi, as a, you know, I said, a lot of Capecchi could win any one of the four stages. Um, and I, I then later revised that and said, I think she could wear yellow from, you know, the first six stages. Well, that, that, that didn't really take a genius, um, or, or even me, um, to, to work out that. And she did. Um, but if you look at the sprints, if you look at where, you know, the stages where the breakaway got, you know, won, um, you know, Capecchi was, at, you know, second, third, well positioned right at the very front of those main groups, which makes you think, if it had come to the line together, um, yeah, SD Watch always had that card up their sleeve, um, which was really impressive. Um, we saw a, a few crashes, um, obviously the early part of the race, uh, stages one or two, um, where it's nervy and we saw what happens when wheels touch, um, and a couple of kind of sickening-looking crashes where, um, you know, a right wheels are touched, and the, the rider was just pitched, or the bike was pitched left or right. Um, there was none of this just hitting the deck; it, it would go fly to the side. Um, and you know, saw that um, with um, stage six with Veronica Ewers at EF Education, um, who finished that stage with a broken collarbone. Uh, which was incredible. Um, stage two, it was wet, and on the, one of the descents we saw uh, Jumbo Visma's Eva van Acht um, s- 
sliding under the arm core, the, the the metal barrier um, on one of the the corners. That looked frightening. Um, she was, you know, she uh, retired from the race pretty much on the spot. Um, was assessed for concussion. Was a bit beaten up, but was otherwise okay. Um, but I think fortunately, for crashes weren't a major part of the race. Um, you know, it wasn't like said Giro d'Italia or anything like that. We I think were, um, it was, you know. It, the, the weather gods um you know they, they didn't let the riders have it all their own way but um for the the, the greater part I think they, they pretty much smiled on it I and mean, we had a just eight days of great racing and I think fast racing and I think that you know it's testament to the riders and testament to the organizers that it's we would not we're not talking about crashes Gary you're talking about crashes it, it wasn't a major part of the race I think one of the things we saw a few abandons uh, through illness, through injury, and through fitness, um, I think the timing of this year's race is a bit unfortunate. I mean, it's it's the Tuesday um, of the the the, uh, the week leading up to the World Championships, so we saw, um, you know, Trek Segafredo, um, uh, Lisa Longo Borghini, uh, Lisa Balsamo, um, leaving partly because of injury and and illness, and partly due to four man in a Voss uh, DNF on the uh, on the Queen stage, stage seven. Um, and a few riders we saw leaving the race, and um, you know, let's let's be honest, to 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 with one eye um, on the world championship, Lorena Webus, um, didn't start stage six, um, feeling a bit dodgy. Don't risk it if you go to the world championships coming up, which okay, the, uh, the women's world championship is, it, you know, is two the two weeks after the the race ended. Um, as as I, as I speak, the men's world championships will be taking place, or the road championships will be taking place this weekend. Um, so yeah, the the timing was a bit unfortunate, I, I think. Um, I mentioned um, um, Lisa Longo Borghini and Lisa Balsamo. Um, Trek Sagafreda had a kind of a slightly anonymous uh, Tour de France farm, um, which was a bit disappointing. I suspect they will go away um, and, and and feel a bit uh, a bit uh, yeah disappointed. Um, not really featuring at the sharp end of the races as, as we might have expected. But again, um, at least Longo Borghini's uh, suffering from um, an infection from a sore um, illness, perhaps in the team, um, and it, you know it can affect any, any team. Um, so we're perhaps robbed um, a little bit of some of the, uh, the the joy of the the little. Uh, little trek. Did I, was I calling them trek Segafredo earlier? Oops. Um, the little kit and all that. The, the kind of good vibes that came that we we experienced with the team during um, during the men's race. And I think they had a, a more torrid um, tour than we might have expected. Um, movie star. Uh, I am. I'm currently reading um, Matt Rendell's um, The Green Bullet, uh, which is the story of uh, Alessandro Valverde, Alejandro Valverde. Um, I only just recently realised that he was called his nickname is Bala, which means bullet, but Bala Verde, green bullet, play on words, quite good. That I never knew that. Um, Matt Rendell was talking about how when he'd briefly worked as movie stars um, press guy, when he started, you know, nobody writes about movie star, and I, I think that's right. Um, I think it's still the case, even with the, the women's team. And we've had, you know, have we had two, three seasons of the least expected day on Netflix? Two seasons. Um, there's still a bit of an enigma as a team. Certainly, the women's team is, um, and I, I think that kind of came across with with Anamique, um, who I fear is is probably the 
one of the, if not the greatest women's racer um, of all time. And Mariana Vos fans, don't kill me. Bear with me here. Um, I think she w- won't necessarily get the, the credit she deserves in this her final season. Um, aged forty, what, uh, aged forty, isn't she? Um, she is dominated cycling, uh, women's cycling at a time when we've still we've always viewed it through the lens of Mariana Vos. Um, because she's ridden everything, she's run cyclocross, mountain bikes, um, and you know, classics, stage races, and so on. Um, and Anamique um, is, I still think, is a little bit of, as I said, an enigma. Um, the past couple of seasons there's almost been this air of the the wily old competitor, where your know, age and treachery will overcome youth and skill, um, and certainly that was the perhaps the narrative at the Giro Donna earlier. In the in the uh, the season or just a couple of weeks before the race, um, where um, Movistar put uh, SD Works to the sword, um, whilst um, SD Works were having um, a badly timed uh, nature break, shall we say? Um, and you know, in the early part of the the the, uh, the Tour de France farm, she was talking about how going. I would have expected SD Works to have attacked from the foot of the climb if it was going to work. So relying on the kind of mind game stuff, which is fine. Um, and as much I really admire her as a as a rider, but there's just something, um, there's something that I've found the last season or so a, a bit more difficult to take to with Anamique, um, and I feel really bad because she's brilliant, um, but um, I think I think SD what SD what I think Movie Star um saved everything for uh the cold span on stage seven, um, and it didn't quite come off. Um, Anamika subsequently said that she just didn't have it on the day, which I think is is very magnanimous. Um, or you could say is is, is a bit sour grapes. You know, not wishing to take anything away from from the the, uh, the winner, but I just didn't have the legs. Um, I, actually, that's me being unfair. Um, but I just found I don't know. I, I find movie star not impenetrable, just a little bit enigmatic, um, and I, maybe that will change. I think you know, we've said the last couple of seasons Movistar have been uh, Anamique plus assorted um, support acts. Um, I think Liana Lippert um, getting um, her major win as it gives a, a degree confidence there. I think there's um, perhaps a different focus for the team as the season goes on and into next season. Yeah, Flutra Mackay is in that team. So there's a lot. You know, Emma Norsgaard, you know, we've got, they've got two stage wins. Um, so they're not, not, they're, they're no mugs. Um, but I think possibly freed from the uh, the uh, the duties of um, my, yeah, looking after Anamique Van Vloot, which I, I don't think, and it's, if you've been listening to the, the supplement and the the, uh, the other podcasts and the, the Cycling Legends family, you'll have heard me say that I'm not sure that Anamique herself knew how to be supported, and I'm not sure how, uh, how well um, the team adapted to support her. It was almost how do you support someone who doesn't need supporting? Um, and I sometimes wonder, and certainly in the early part of the season, if that kind of shot um, movie star in the foot a little bit. And we, and I think we kind of saw some of that on on the uh, the, the call the span where you know, they were riders were burned off pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's not as if Annemiek van Vluten needs to worry about that next season. But I think if if, if movie star have uh, GC ambitions um, with whoever they choose. Um, I think it's it's one where perhaps they they need to put a lot more work into. 
Um, Canyon Sram, spoken about. I just was delighted um, to see uh, Cassianivia Doma finish on the podium, um, finish in the polka dot jersey, um, and just look so joyful um, in her, in her riding. Um, and that just seems to be a revelation. Um, and yeah, she didn't get the big one that you know, I've been moaning about, um, but I think I'd take that. Um, you know, as I've said, I'm a, a little bit of a Canyon Sram fanboy. Um, I just, I just think they were great um, as a team, as individuals, um, and getting your know, Ricardo Bauerwind, uh getting the stage win was um, was the icing on the cake of what I think was been a very successful tour for them. Um, so yeah, I was chuffed a bit with it. So look, let's let's talk here. Let's wrap up the the, the race from 2023. So. We saw Demi Vollering um, in the, the Mayo Jong, the race leader. Her teammate Lotte Capecchi won the points competition um, and, and held the, if, ostensibly held the green jersey um, from start to finish, although not actually wearing it because she was wearing the yellow jersey for most of it. Cassia Nivea Doma uh, winning the uh, the Queen of the Mountains competition um, and the youth classification and Ceretis at WNT's Cedrine Carballo, um, French rider. Um, and yeah, great to see. Um, the it was great to see the podium um having the, the the three classification jerseys on it as well um so it's i just think it's been a it's been a great race um it's been a different race to to last year i think um i was chatting to somebody on twitter earlier um yesterday um and they were asking you know was this better than last year um and i think it has been a better race than last year um the 2022 was the inaugural Tour de France fam of X Zwift, not the first Tour de France fam, but the inaugural TDF of X Zwift, um, and the, the the race itself, I felt was the narrative, was the history, um, and some of the injustice and the whole thing about wrongs being righted. You know, I said in the preview show that Mariana Voss in yellow um, was a a historical wrong being righted um, and the fact that there had been no official ASO sanctioned Tour de France fam was a wrong being righted and it was emotional and it was you know, it's starting the Champs-Élysées and all of that um, and the narrative was a little bit more about the race um, whereas this year it has very much been about the racing um, I, I'd, I'd said beforehand that I felt this had to be a race of consolidation of the race showing um, that it would, you know, it could stand on its own own feet, and it absolutely did, and that is a testament to the riders and the teams and the organisers, um, the SO Marion Roos, um, who who have to say must be the singularly most effortlessly stylish race director on the planet or of all time. And um, Christian Prudhomme, you got a bit of that dude thing going on with the chinos and the and the blue shirt. We like that as men of a certain age. And um, Marion Roos is just, just so elegant and so utterly French. Um, and you know, directed a great, an incredible race. Um, just, um, yeah, it's it was it was difficult not to just be watching, watching you know stage seven in particular, watching the end of stage eight, the end of the time trial where the race was finished and the, the, you know, the leaderboard was was sorting itself out, and just feeling absolute joy um, exuding from you know everybody who was finishing the race. So. The rate it's here, um, and it's here to stay. I sincerely hope so. Um, and the good thing is, at least it's here until next year, um, where the race has a slightly different feel. 
Um, it will be starting in Rotterdam on Monday the 12th of August. Um, eight stages um, in seven days. We've got an old school split stage. Um, stage two, we've got a stage and then an afternoon time trial. Um, the rest of the the, the race route, um, won't, the route itself won't be known in full until the, the 25th of October when the ASO will release the, uh, the routes on both stages. Um, but it's going to be the third Tour de France fam of Exwift. Um is it going to be too short? That was one thing I was going to talk about. Um, were eight stages enough? Um, I think for this year, yes. And obviously for next year, that's how it is. Going forward, does it need to be a three-week race? I don't think so. And I'm not, that's, that's, that's a no reason other than three-week stage races might be just get a wee bit boring and I think it would change the dynamic of the Tour de France fam. Um, we have seen racing from the word go. Um, I've, I'd love to see more of it, certainly 10 days, 12 days, a fortnight of racing. Um, I think that's ultimately where personally I'd like to see it go. And disagree, chip in, abuse me on Twitter at the Gary Fairley. Um, I'd love to hear people's thoughts on this. Where does it go next after... You know, we've had the the, uh, the inaugural edition. We've had a consolidation. We've now got a foreign a foreign depart in in Rotterdam. What's what's Dutch for Grand Depart? Um, I think that that's almost like the, the three boxes you tick. Then where, how do we grow the race beyond that? And it, yes, is it longer stages? Um, the longest stage you know, to date, one hundred seventy seven kilometers um, to Rodez, um, and a lot of the riders commented on that um, that it had been the longest they'd ever raced. Um, do we want more of that, or do we want to see ten days, twelve days, um, you know, a fortnight's racing? Um, I'd, I'd love to see it. You know, I, I'm missing, missing the race already. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the race develops. But I think the good, th- you know, the main thing is we have the race. Year two is done. We're looking forward to year three and beyond that. You know, it's. Will it take care of itself? I just I think it will just become part of the calendar. Um, I think we'd suffer, as I said, I think this year we suffered a little bit from the timing because the the, uh, the World Championships uh, being held in Scotland um, are in August and not in September or October. You don't want to have World Championships in Scotland in September or October. Um, so that's probably had an effect. Next year we've got the Olympic Games in France, which is why... Um, Next year's Tour de France fam will be in mid-August. Um, as everybody, everybody and everything tries to avoid Paris. Uh, the Tour de France itself does. Um, finishing in Nice next year. So, um, yeah, it's, is it a time of... Is it still a, a time of consolidation for the race that I'm looking for? It's a time of development. The sport is developing. You know, women's teams are developing. Um, this time next year we'll probably see less of a gap between the SD Works and the have-nots. So this has been the Tour de France fam supplement from the Cycling Legends podcast powered by vivlavella.cc. Um, you can find that this we are on the uh, the show's public feed just now, which is free to everybody. Um, you can sign up for premium content at cyclinglegendspodcast.com where you will find interviews, history, features. Uh, my colleague and friend Chris Sidwells is working on um, some fitness for cyclists. 
um, features which will be coming your way very soon on the premium feed um, and we have our fortnightly feed zone um, where it's uh, hands across the Atlantic as a uh, east, east meets west um, and we, we discuss the latest news gossip um, and ask questions of Eddie uh, the, Il Patron um, the Grand Formaggio um, on the feed zone every two weeks so that's certainly um, a good if chaotic um, round table um, all on our premium feed for the price of a posh coffee uh, you can follow the the, the, the uh, Cycling Legends feed on Twitter at Cycling Legends 1 um, and you can, it's not called Twitter anymore isn't it it's X um, and you can X or post or at me um, on Twitter at the Gary Fairley. In the meantime, thanks for joining me on the Tour de France fam supplement. I will be back on Saturday with a regular-ish Saturday supplement, and uh, we'll be looking ahead to the World Championships, um, of which there are many. We've got road, we'll have track, mountain bike, and so on and so forth. Um, so I'll be chatting about that. In the meantime, hope you've enjoyed the show. Drop us a line on Twitter, let us know what you think. Um, in the meantime, I'll speak to you again soon on the supplement from the Second Legends podcast, powered by vivlavello.cc. 